I'm Phil Rickaby, and I am a writer and performer, and I'm also an introvert. And I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. And this is The Introvert's Guide to... If you want to drop us a line, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguide to stuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find the show. But even better, whether you listen on Apple, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide to, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone told us about them. Question for you, Jess. I'm always ready for your questions. That's good. That's good. Uh, Because I always have a question. My question for you this week, it should be a really simple one, is is how are you holding up? I'm I'm doing okay. I was fine. Like more than fine when quarantine self-isolation started. But but now we're moving along. We're like we've been isolating for quite some time now and it's really taken a toll. But but I'm still making the most of it because this is only going to happen. We hope this is only going to happen once. Uh, um, <laughs> we hope. <laughs> we hope. In turn, what, what are you finding difficult right now? What's the, what's the difficulty, the thing that's the most difficult for you? I am a very dedicated and present aunt of a sweet little boy and girl, my, my niece and nephew, and I can't see them. I mean, I can I can FaceTime with them, but I can't hang out with them, and I miss them a lot, to be honest with you. And I I miss a lot of my friends. I miss going to work. I miss getting up in the morning and getting in my car and going to my job that I love. Mm-hmm. I think that's very absent in my life, and I'm noticing that. Sure. So here's just to just to delve a little bit further. Does now, does your husband, is he an essential worker? Is he still working? He is an essential worker. Right. Yeah. He, he makes, uh, he works at a uh, factory that builds engines that do power hospitals and yeah. a lot of other essential businesses. So he's very much needed. So you're, you're not in a situation where you are sort of having to shelter at home, be under quarantine, lockdown, whatever it is that we're going to call it, depending on where you are, you're not having to spend 24 hours a day every day with your partner no no he's out how do you think you how do you think you deal with that um because i mean i mean obviously you love your partner yeah and it's you know it's the difficulty is that um as an introvert you do have that break from them at a certain point yeah i mean like when when we weren't isolating and we were seeing each other all the time there was definitely that point where I was feeling, okay, I need a break. I need, I need to recharge. Maybe I can go do something, another activity in a different room on my own. When he's gone and because I, I can't see any of my friends, like go out and see them. FaceTime is, it's not the same to me. 
I'll do it just to check in with my friends and my family, but it's not something I'm, I'm really, I, I really dedicate my time to. So when he's gone, I definitely feel, I do feel a little spark of loneliness. You know, like mm. it's quiet during the condo and, and, you know, I, I do miss him. I'm, mm. I'm, he's, he's a really fun guy, but like, yeah, I do miss him. But there are times when, when I do treasure this being alone and, and I, I can be in my own space alone. So it's kind of a half and half situation. Yeah. Cause things that I've heard from a number of my introvert friends is about how they are finding it difficult, you know, as much as they love their partner and their family mm -hmm. to be essentially trapped with them mm -hmm. all day, unable to really have that time away from them that they normally would. It's not normal for us to spend 24 hours a day every day with somebody. Mm -hmm. I think generally, like, this is a highly unusual situation where you no longer have a break from the people you live with. And that can cause a lot of difficulty for some people. For sure. I mean, I, you noticed, at least I did on social media, families would be posting pictures like every Friday or every like Tuesday night, they're having their card and board game nights. And now those nights, they don't see those posts much anymore. Yeah, you don't you don't see those. I mean, I'm seeing a few of them, but you don't quite see them as much. I think there's a there's a certain point like I know for myself, if I lived with somebody, you know, as much as you like the people that you are, are with, hopefully, I would have difficulty being in a situation where I am working from home all day and they're working from home all day, let's say. And then the day finishes and we are still together. Oh. I would and, and not having that that respite, that that break from them, that would be very difficult for me. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, if if Steve were home, if if he did get, you know, laid off, this is a one bedroom condo. There is only so many places you can go. Yeah. And I have I I have a couple friends. He actually set up his workstation in a storage closet. He needed that much space that he took a storage closet to get away and feel like mm. he was at the office again. And I wouldn't do that myself, but like I didn't blame him. Like again, if if you are with someone for so many hours in a day, like even extroverts are, I'm sure, in some way are suffering with this. Yeah. I, I at least I imagine. I mean, I, I I think there's there's a different I would su I would suggest there's maybe a different sort of thing with with an extrovert who might be yes, you know, at least I have somebody with me, but also uh that needing to be around other people as well. Mhm. Mm I know for for a lot of people like just the idea of 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 being with somebody that long. Like I I almost hate to say it. Like, I don't know anybody that I could spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week with and still feel sane. Yeah, it's easy to romanticize that thought. But it's another to live the reality of it. And it's yeah. it ain't pretty by the end of the, the long haul. No. It's not nice. And of course, it can be difficult to to express why you're... Maybe your temper is is short. Why you're being annoyed sometimes? Like that could be a really hard thing to to express. Oh, I know, and especially because it's hard to not take that personally. 
it's hard not to. I even even if Steve were to say that to me that, you know, you know, I just I need a, a, a little bit of time away. All I could hear is I need a bit of time away from you. And that would be hard to hear. I mean, sure. again, communication is super key in this. I think oh, absolutely. I think this is going to be yeah, this is going to be the episode where we absolutely probably every 2 minutes are going to say communicate, say what you need. You're right about the communication aspect and the importance of, of I think, how you approach it is super mm-hmm. important. Because here you are, trapped in a space with somebody, already feeling annoyed, and you can't just get up and say, I'm going for a walk because I have had my fill of you. Oh, okay. Like you can't do that. You can't. And it's, the worst thing that you can do is is spring out right into the open and just say, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we don't do. Here's what we do together. What we don't do together. Try to avoid this. It's, it's like that Brooklyn nine, nine episode where Jake and Boyle are, they're doing a stakeout and they don't switch out partners. They just continually do it and they get on each other's nerves and they make lists, giant lists. Those lists Mm. only get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then the gap between you is starting to get wider apart and then really tempers are going to flare. So it's, it is exactly that. What, what tools are you going to use when you approach this communication? What are you going, what do you need from the situation? What do you hope is the outcome from it? Cause you can't just jump right into it and say, okay, boundaries. It's very easy to slip into what the other person is going to do wrong. Mm-hmm. And then they feel like they're going to walk on eggshells after that. Yeah, I think there's there is definitely a position where you need to be able to explain why you need it, mm-hmm. and that, and not just be like, "Well, this is what you're going to do to give it to me." Like, this is what I'm going to do. Please tell me what you need. Mm-hmm. Maybe one way to start the conversation is to be like, "Sweetie, you know we've never spent." two months together, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. How do you feel about that? <laughs> just ride like, that wave. Just ride that wave. Because, I mean, it's the opening, right? It's the opening to the conversation. Like, how do you open that conversation? Well, it's definitely important not to open that during an argument. Oh, my God, no. Oh, my gosh. That'd be the worst. Oh, you can't. as You know, and the thing is that when... You're arguing and emotions are flaring. That's often when we tend to to just lay everything on the table, but that is not the time. It's not, especially like when you are in intense conversations like that, it's so important to remove the emotion out of it. Because again, if you're feeling tested by the situation, the worst Mm. thing that you can do is let your temper go. Mm -hmm. It's important to keep a very calm head during this. Um, I, I haven't had the situation happen yet. Very thankfully, I I do have a good partner that just knows when I need to be left alone. Um, because the space is so small, I've actually set up at the dining room table. If I'm ever sitting there and it's not Friday and Saturday night, that means leave me alone. We have set that boundary up, and if he is in the bedroom and I can hear a video game, I know he needs to be left alone. 
we have a good we have a good little thing going on. Yeah. But I have to wonder how those peop those introverts are that are living with other people that just don't pick up on those social cues. If you're living with people and you have not started with the conversation of this is what I need. Mhm. Like now is, it's going to be difficult to have that conversation, but it's probably super important that you have that conversation now. I think so. And, you know, because we're in this really weird time, like when we're recording this, we're doing this during a time where there are some restrictions are being lifted and there seems to be confusion that self-isolation is over, that this pandemic is suddenly just over and it's not. It's still continuing. We, We still need to stay home. So if this is going to go on any longer, I think now is your time to start the conversation. And it can just be as simple as, you know, this is the longest we've stayed home together. Exactly what you said, Phil. Um, in, an, in a nice way, tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> spot yeah, spot those differences. Yeah. It, it certainly can't. First off, again, if you are fighting with somebody, don't have the conversation now. Oh, it's the worst. Maybe try, because back in our confrontation episode, we were talking about taking a moment, like saying, listen, I need 10 minutes and then I can come back. Can you give me 10 minutes and then we will continue this? Mm -hmm. Take those 10 minutes, go away (laughs) and then come back. And that, because you've both had a moment to cool down, that is your opportunity to... um, to open with a conversation about what you need and why you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, removing as much of that information, uh, removing as much of that emotion as possible is what's going to help the conversation prevail. Mm-hmm. You're actually going to find your communication saying what you need becomes a lot clearer than just blurting it all out. And then suddenly you're casting up issues that had nothing to do with the situation in the first place. Also, if you don't, if you don't have a discussion about what you need and why you need it, then there is really the potential for hurt feelings. Oh, for sure. And then the other person feels like they have to read your mind and, and try and read the situation. And that is asking a lot of somebody. Yeah. If they have no idea. Yeah, absolutely. They have no idea. And, and in some cases, the, one of the problems that we have is because, A, so many introverts uh, shy away from confrontation. And B, we're often not great at at talking about how we're feeling. Mm-hmm. We may have stuffed a whole bunch of that stuff down between the cushions of the couch, hoping that it will never come back. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna. Oh yeah, with a vengeance. I mean, you guys, you and 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 Steve have a a system. Yes. When did you guys set up that system? When did you guys first discuss that system that means like if you're sitting at the dining room table, you need some alone time. If he's in the bedroom playing video games, he needs some alone time. Um, I think it was probably probably a couple weeks into the quarantine in all honesty. He was he was adjusting fine. It was mm. just him and I like to go out on the weekend. So it's, it's definitely absent in our life that we don't have those kind of date nights. Right. Uh, and I think we started talking about it when the subject of our, our one year wedding anniversary is coming up. Mm. 
Yeah, we don't really know what to do. So, you know, we were talking about what we should do on the patio, you know, setting up some lights, grabbing some drinks, you know, like something like that. And then it was just a, it was kind of organic the way it happened. It was a, so we just don't know how long it's going to go on. We should be expecting to do this through the summer. Uh, If that's the case, then, and I think I brought it up. It was just like, so I need some time then because this is a small condo. It's only one bedroom. It's, you know, it's a pretty big living room. We've got our separate spaces. And I brought up when we first started dating, I felt obligated to always be hanging out. But as our relation, as our relationship has matured, we can now just coexist in a room and and just be on the opposite sides. And that would be just fine for me. So it was definitely an organic conversation. Uh, and it was about anticipating this lasting a lot longer. We should be taking precautions to make sure we're keeping sane. But at the same time, him as the extrovert does need to socialize and have those, you know, those Friday nights where we hang out and we, we you know, have a few drinks and listen to some music. Like he needs that just as much as I need alone time. So yeah. it was definitely that recognition. Yeah. And, and it, it is important to understand what the per, the person or people that you're living with need as well. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah. It goes both ways. And like having that routine set up really helped. I, I have a pretty good weekly routine now. You know, I, I have my recording nights with you. I have, Friday nights are, is, is celebration night for Steve finishing the week. And, you know, I've got my other Zoom meetings that I have with some family and friends. So there's a routine really helped keep myself in check with what I need. And I think that helped with Steve too, knowing what night is his, what night's mine and what night is together. Mm-hmm. For me, the lack of routine was really getting to me mm. because I, you know, I, my job is still going. I work from home now. And that was new for me. I've never enjoyed working from home. Mm. It seems like a really romantic and, and great idea. You're thinking, I can work in my pajamas. But no, don't do that. Um, <laughs> but like, I was finding that I was lacking the transition mm-hmm. from home into work and then back again. Mm. Because taking the journey from my house to where I work is like there that's sort of like that's a that's a transition in the day that's a that's a they, now you are changing from here to there and you're getting ready and so I would walk to work and I would listen to to my podcasts and 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 by the time I'm at work I'm ready for work and then my journey home helps me transition from work to home mm-hmm. without that I was feeling really kind of untethered so I made the decision to start every day by taking a walk. That's good. Yeah, just maintaining that sense of, you know, quote unquote, the normal. That's right. Mm-hmm. I will walk for an hour. So I will choose a direction and I will hit a timer on my phone for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And when I hit 30 minutes, I come back and that's my hour's walk. Oh. And it's helped a lot. Well, for sure. And I do enjoy seeing your pictures up on on uh, Instagram, your sanity you. walks. <laughs> yes, thank you. But you know, I think that that it, for some people, you may also be missing that transition period. Mm-hmm. If you are still working from home, you know, if you're not just if you're not laid off, if you still have a job but you're working from home, make sure you give yourself some kind of transition. Now, first off, make sure that you're getting dressed every day. 
but do some kind of symbol, something symbolic of like going from home to work. Even if it's like I get in my car and I drive around the block or I drive a little further, depending on how, how, what you're comfortable with, but like something that takes you from your house back to your house. Yes. You might find, you might find that that helps a lot. Just, just, just that alone, just getting out and, and doing something that, that symbolizes that, that transition. And it might make it might make dealing with your partner uh, a lot easier. I can tell you now, going for walks when he's home really helps. Mm-hmm. Like I, there, nothing against Steve. Again, there's been times where he's playing video games, and me just stepping out of the condo mm-hmm. has done wonders. I'll be gone for like forty minutes from a walk, listening to my own podcast, maybe have some music. Yeah, that has done wonders for my mental health. It's so healthy to get out. And I think that in, in some cases, because in many places, the, the rules for isolating haven't been clear. Mm-hmm. It's like you think to yourself, oh, I have to stay inside. I can't go outside. While in some places in the world, that's true. For the most part in North America and in England and a few other, most other, many other places you can. You yeah. can go out for a little bit. Yeah, like, you know, here in North America, it is just only go out for the essentials. So for me, I only go grocery shopping once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's just me that does the shopping. I, yeah. at the very beginning, kept forgetting that I was allowed to go outside. I was allowed to go out for walks. And we had a mayor that just kept reiterating that you can go for walks. But if yeah. you're with somebody you don't live with, you sh- first of all, try to avoid doing that. Yeah. But if you if you want to do it, you have to be socially distanced. There's no way around that. You have to do that. And I think that made it easier knowing I could be outside. Yeah, I, I agree that it was unclear at the beginning, and I think it's become yeah. more clear. But again, if you've fallen into a uh, a pattern that you don't go out, mm-hmm. do it. But also. And on the weekends, make sure that when you go out, if the wet now that the weather is nice, you know, in Canada, we have a whole period of time when we're really good at staying home. Mm-hmm. When it is cold and miserable, we are really good at staying home. Oh yeah. But as the weather gets gets warmer, it's it's a lot easier to <laughs> to, to you know go out and be like, well, you know, if I. You know, if I, you know, visit my friends and we stand at, we, we, we stand on the porch, that's okay, right? You know, all of these little things, we, it, we just want to be out among people. Yeah, it's really easy to break those rules when you really should be distancing from each other. We did have that yeah. incident in, in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the park? It was it's um, the Trinity Bell was just, just for, for people who maybe don't. Uh, live in Toronto. There's a very popular park that people go in, and they in the, on a normal in the normal summer, pretty much every evening and weekend it's packed mm-hmm. with people, just sort of like hanging out, socializing. It's essentially a park that's also a bar, but that shouldn't be happening right now. But it, it happened this past weekend. Ten thousand people in the park, uh, mingling and drinking and and all that sort of stuff, completely not socially distancing, which caused a lot of a lot of uproar for the people who work. Exactly. And just to, my point being with that one is there are introverts that do need to socialize. Yeah. 
I know it is so tempting to do ex- to to go out and hang out with all of your friends because it's summer, everyone wants their patio beers. You have to you have to fight that urge though. You really do. You're putting other people at risk and you're putting yourself at risk. So I think with this this particular episode, I think it's finding ways to also cope with with that feeling of needing to get out. In in some cases I wonder like that feeling of needing to get out like if you live with people that might be caused by the fact that you're stuck with those people. Yes. You know, and you yeah, maybe you want to change of faces, maybe maybe that sort of thing, but you know, it also might be because you're finding it difficult to um to find the time for yourself. Your apartment might be very small. Mm-hmm. Like I know in my apartment if there was somebody else here right now, it would be impossible for me. I'm kind of envisioning that because I've been to your apartment and it's it, very small. It's little. It is little. Yeah. So if I had somebody else here, I would probably be very close to losing my mind at this point because there was there's nowhere for me to escape to. I think we'd have to take a hiatus from Introvert's Guide to let you heal. <laughs> no, I think I mean it might be very healthy for me to have it, but also like all those other times when I don't have it. Like I don't even know. Right. Because unless I'm able to have that conversation and to say, listen, we're going to spend this much time together. I need to be away from you for like an hour, mm-hmm. which is a terrible way to put it. That's not how I would want to put it. Hey, no, that's unrehearsed. That's a raw emotion unrehearsed, yes. Yes. but it's a valid one to just say out loud. Maybe when the other person is not around. Yes. That gives me some bearing. Now, what would your suggestion be for opening the conversation? A morning coffee. <laughs> okay, but depending on who you or your partner yeah. are, maybe not the first coffee. Yeah, maybe not the first one. Just kind of ease into the day. You, you know, if if it's one of those things where you convene in the living room and that's kind of where you start your day, have a nice conversation first. Just, just mm. feel out how that person is feeling. If they seem a little irritated, maybe maybe take it back and try again a little bit later on the day if they seem to be in an okay mood and they're receptive to a conversation I would start it off with so today I was thinking I would maybe take some time to myself personally that's how I would start it off with I've had to do that a couple times with as we've Hmm. heard in our previous roommate um a roommate episode yeah. You do you do need to lay down that boundary. If it works well for one day where you do get to have that alone time to yourself, the next day is a maybe good time to bring up. You know what? I really like this routine that I'm building. What do you think about maybe starting an isolation routine? Mm-hmm. We can hang out for sure. But here's a little something that I need. I really like that alone time. What is something that you would like to include as well? That's great. I would I would maybe suggest instead of saying I like my alone time mm-hmm. cuz you don't just like it. You need it. And if you haven't had the conversation about about the fact that you're an introvert, now is it's probably never been more important to have that conversation than it is now. Oh, jeepers, yeah. Absolutely. I would definitely agree with that that opening. You really want to again, you don't want to be having it when emotions are heightened. If mm-hmm. you the person that you're talking to is feeling annoyed uh, that also could be an opening though 
Ooh. Because maybe they're annoyed for the same reason that you are. That's right. And nobody's said it. Like maybe they are feeling the tension, the closeness, and they need some time away. It might, yeah. Yeah, that might be a good time, actually, now that you mentioned that. Yeah. No, for sure. I would take that. It's just a little bit about like how you open it. Like, don't see that they're having difficulty and open with like, so who pissed in your cornflakes today? Like, that's probably <laughs> not the way to open that conversation. Oh yeah, you're asking for trouble with that one. One hundred percent. Yeah, and if they are annoyed, definitely be compassionate. Because if the if the tables were flipped, you you would hope that they would be compassionate for you. Yeah. So definitely have an ego check listen. Don't be ready to respond right away with something. Make sure you're listening to what they're saying too. Because yeah. So, yeah, some of the shit of the time I find that when we are in confrontation, we're not listening. We're just waiting to respond. That's very true. Mm-hmm. I would also remind yourself that there is a good chance that it, like we've been doing this for over two months now. The month of May is almost over. Oh, and we've wow. been doing this since you know, about the 15th of May or sorry, the 15th of March. So chances are at some point, each of you has pissed the other off at some point. Things are going to be frayed and tense. And so maybe one way to open the conversation is to point out the tension. Yes. And to say, listen, I can sense that, that you're feeling a little tense. I know I am. Maybe we can take a second. I can tell you a little bit about about why I'm feeling tense. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not that you've done something, <laughs> but I can tell you why I'm tense. And then maybe you can tell me about what you need. We asked on social media, in this time of social distancing and calls to stay home, some introverts are feeling trapped with their families or roommates. With no escape from children, partners, roomies, and whoever else you might share the space with, it can be difficult to find the space and time to recharge your batteries. This can lead to frayed nerves and tension in the household. It has never been more important to be able, as we always encourage, to say what you need. What challenges have you faced with shelter at home and quarantine? How did you deal with it? And what do you wish you'd done? Oh, it's a hefty one. It is a hefty one. Claudia said... It's times like these that I feel glad to live alone. I was visiting my parents 250 miles away when they announced lockdown and decided to take a chance and head home before it got too late. I couldn't have managed two months there, so I feel for those stuck in share situations. I've been there. All I can suggest is noise-canceling headphones and escapism. Ooh, noise-canceling. My sister got those, and she actually found they were a saving grace. I would also like to talk about escapism. (laughs) For some people, it's video games. For some people, it's a book. A book is actually sort of a great way to indicate that you need your alone time. Mm. Because most people, not everybody, but most people see somebody reading a book and take the hint and understand that that person is in, it's, it's a solitary uh, uh, it's a solitary uh, activity reading. Thank you for emphasizing some, some yes. people recognize it. Yes. <laughs> yes. We've all been in that situation where somebody doesn't, but some people, many people recognize that. 
Yes. And we applaud you. Yes. There's all kinds of ways that you can, that you can, you know, have your escapism, but whatever it is, um, you know, headphones might help as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Monica said, as an extreme introvert with some agoraphobia, I don't find this challenging at all. Even when my son is home with me, he's at his dad's two weeks and then mine two weeks, we respect each other's space and hang out when we each need some company. My anxiety is all about this ending. While my heart breaks for those who are suffering through this and for all the deaths that have resulted, I'm terrified to have to go back to normal. I've been more productive, creative, and at peace since the beginning of lockdown. Okay, so that's the other side of it. Oh. Yeah, I I mean, I. this is probably one of the few times I've heard somebody say that they've actually been more productive, that they've felt more creative, that they've been at peace during this time. Yeah. And for me, the reason why I haven't felt that is because um, I feel the general anxiety hanging in the air. Mm-hmm. That even though... Like I, 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 I'm not sure that I feel it quite acutely, but I don't think it's gone. I think I'm numb to it. Right. But it's still there. And that, that can make it very hard to, to feel creative, to feel productive. You and I have had this conversation before where we feel that this, this isn't the most, the best time to feel creative and it's okay not to feel creative. Yeah. But if you do, Mm -hmm. I'm super jealous. Number one. Oh, absolutely. And number two, I'm glad and I hope that you're working on something amazing. And if you are, tell us about it. Oh, absolutely. We definitely yeah. want to hear about what that what you're working on. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, it just this comment though just reminds me of another side of it I didn't think of, but I feel for my sister. Being a parent, an introverted parent with children. Oh my God. Young children. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna ask my sister about that. Just, I mean, being a parent in this time anyway, mm-hmm. where, you know, at least at a, at a certain point, you had the opportunity to mostly send your kids off to school, maybe a daycare if you were fortunate enough to do that, um, to get your kids away. And now you don't have that option. Right. So I can imagine that. And then pile on top of that being an introvert and not having your time away from your children or from the rest of your family. That's got to be a real trial, too. Oh, gosh. So for those people, it might be even difficult to go for a walk. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As soon as your partner comes home, if you have that, or just get out. (laughs) Run while you can. (laughs) If you can, like, maybe in those situations, it is even more important to explain to your partner that they, that, that you need some time away. Even if it is just 40 minutes for a walk, whatever it is, that you've been with your children and you just need a little bit of time oh gosh yeah sarah said solo walks lifesaver i love my partner but i am super introverted and there is not a single person on the planet i could be with 24 7 and stay sane like we said walks so good for your mental health get the fresh air yeah i you know one of the things that i enjoy and you you mentioned the, the, the photos that I post on Instagram. And that actually is, for me, walking around with a camera makes me look at the world in a different way. Mm-hmm. So that even if I'm walking down a street that I've been down several times before, just mm-hmm. having that camera makes me just have a different outlook. And I find that 
super soothing just to have mm-hmm. a different perspective on the world, to be looking for the beauty in the world just, just helps. So maybe if, like, if you haven't, consider walking around and, and have your camera ready. If you have your phone or if you have a, a good camera, take it with you and take some pictures. Oh, and if you do, tag us. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we'd love to see your quarantine walks. <laughs> so did the internet do anything for us? Oh, <laughs> it didn't do anything. Now, granted, let's give the internet a little bit of a break. This is new. Yes. Nobody is an expert on how to be an introvert during quarantine. But. But, okay, there was a lot, a lot of articles. All I needed to just type in was introvert, quarantine, tips, and a lot came up. And it was along the lines of introverts are suffering too during this, but they weren't of any help. They were just listing off what the problem was. Really? Yes. Oh, yes. I found one. Now, the tips are, we've said these tips before. So why don't I just use this article just to solidify exactly how important it is to communicate? Okay. Okay? So it was an article on Stylist. Uh, It's how to cope with social distancing when you're an introvert living with an extrovert. So the author goes to a mental health advocate with the best name ever, Joe Love. Aww. I I adore that name. It is just such a good name. And that is her actual name. And she gave three tips for introverts. Uh, and the first one is spot the difference. Uh, and Joe says, recognizing and acknowledging your different personality types is the first crucial, is the first crucial step in tackling this. Sometimes this is easier said than done, since not all introverts are shy and neither are all extroverts the life and soul of the party. But once we recognize that we operate in different ways, it's much easier to put this into practice. So we've said that before, talking about what we need. Mm -hmm. The second one is talk it out. Now is not really the time to fall out with each other. So if you want to avoid big clashes, good old fashioned communication is the key. Mm -hmm. Ask. And then listen to each other about what you need and what might help you both adjust to this new and frankly, completely unprecedented way of life. And the third, take time out. Joe recommends setting time each day when you shut the bedroom door to escape or simply agree between yourselves you won't be disturbed as you read a book or listen to a podcast for an hour or so. It's it's like what we said earlier, having those signals that you just need to be left alone does a world of a difference. I know that when I'm sitting at my table, I'm not going to be bothered. I can Mm -hmm. just put my headphones on and draw. I can write. I can just sit and listen to music. And when Steve's in the bedroom, I know that I have everything I need outside. I don't need to go in there. So it's, it's communication is so key. We're always going to say, say what you need, but now is that moment where you really need to say what you need. The second one is talk it out. And that's not just like say what you need because you, your partner, the per, the person or people that you live with, they may also need things. Mm-hmm. And so in some way, 
you all need to come to some kind of agreement, some kind of of equilibrium among you about about what you need. Right. Hopefully they understand what introvert means. <laughs> a lot of the times it's shocking people think, well not uh, people, I don't want to mean to generalize, but there are there are a select group out there that think introvert means just being quiet. That's right. Yeah, and that and that's not the case. Yeah. So be specific about what introvert is and we've we've talked about that several times, but but if if they don't know what that means, just let them know that your emotional and social batteries recharge through alone time. And shameless plug, you can always point them in the direction of this podcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> once you've once you've had that conversation and said what you need, be fair and ask them what they need. Because if you're living under the same roof, if you're cohabitating, it can't all be about you. Now, if they say, I'm sorry, but I need to be with you and talking to you 24-7, you guys have to have a more serious conversation so that they can, you can help them find something that works for you. Exactly. Help them find an activity they may enjoy. I hope this episode helped. Yeah, well, have we learned anything? I have learned that I actually am becoming a lot stronger in saying what I need. That's really good. Did you used to have trouble with that? I did, a, a little bit. I think having a partner like Steve that is very receptive to listening to me and I, and I want to listen to him as well, the the give and take with it. I think that's helped over, over the years we've been together, but I've definitely had trouble saying what I need. I find, I find it's a little easier now. Yeah. It's not, it's never easy. And especially if you've never been really good with conflict, you always Mm -hmm. worry that by saying what you need, you're going to spark conflict. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I've, I mean, I've learned, I appreciate my current situation. Mm-hmm. As some of my introvert friends are finding their nerves frayed, I'm like, I'm good. Because <laughs> I have the, I'm able to live by myself. But, you know, that hasn't always been the case. And so, like, I think having indicators that you need your alone time, not just like I shut, when I, when my door is shut, leave me alone. That's, that could be a very passive aggressive thing. Mm-hmm. If that's what you need to do, yes. But if you if you have the opportunity to be to to let them know that, like, listen, when I'm sitting in this chair reading my book, I just need some alone time. Mm-hmm. Something like that might be really helpful. the The shut door is almost a challenge. It's almost like as if the other person's now keeping track of how often that door is closed. That's right. And some people might be like, "Well, what are they doing behind that door?" Yeah, and then there's then there feels like now there's an opportunity for intrusiveness. Yeah, yeah, and so it's like whatever it is that you need. If you need to go for a walk, go for a walk, and if you can, do it. But if it's just like I just need like I need to read my book for like an hour, then then make sure that that's pretty clear too. Uh-huh.